Hello listener, this is Alex from the Fumbled Anthology. Liam, myself and our cast are very excited to share this playthrough with you, but it would be remiss of us not to inform you that this particular series contains depictions of sexual violence and domestic violence, so listener discretion is advised. All of our players were briefed beforehand and appropriate controls are in place to ensure the well-being of our players. If this brings up anything for you, I put some resources that may help in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Now, on with the show. The Fumbled Anthology presents Cold Warning Based on the Call of Cthulhu scenario written by Scott David Anielowski With adaptations written by Alex Green Featuring Emily Moxon as Mari Cledden Well, one writer to another, I will keep it strictly confidential Liam Braid as Professor Percy Weaver Professor Stinton, who else knows about this? And introducing Jan Roger as Teddy Clifton, P.I. Well, we'll see where this one leads. Clearing that debt's gonna be good. Alex Green is your keeper of arcane lore and everyone else. Part 1 The Hot Gossip. It is a cold mid-December in Branson, Missouri, uh, is where we find ourselves first up. Uh, the scenes opens up on a small bungalow on the end of a quiet street. Inside this house, an old couple are pottering away. Uh, Barbara and Arthur Moody are sort of doing their own thing in the afternoon. They've got a... There is nervousness in the air. They've got an appointment with a friend uh, later on in the afternoon. So Barbara's in the kitchen probably whipping up some exotic dish. Probably heard about a new thing called pasta. So she's trying that out. Um, oh. Arthur is in the, ki- in the lounge room doing a crossword. You know, like old old couples, they don't really talk to each other these days. They're just sort of happy in their own company. Uh, then at around 5 p.m., there's a knock at the door. And uh, you hear, Arthur, get the door! And Arthur goes, all right, I'll get the door. And he potters over to the front door. And he opens it up. And he's, oh, oh, M- Marie, how are you? And, in, and standing there is Marie Cledden. Uh, Marie, what do people see when they look at you? I'm a finely dressed woman with immaculate taste. I have traveled the world. I enjoy a bit of gossip. Don't mind if I say that I do. I'm quite tall. Um, I would like to be a bit thicker around certain areas if you understand my drift, but that is not the fashion, so here I am. Um, I'm incredibly loud. I'm incredibly excited about most things, and I want to talk, 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 talk. I absolutely love the Moody's daughter. I wish I had children of my own, and she is just the light of my life, and I'm so excited to see her again. I can't wait to tell her all my 
my tales and let it just be between you and me, but occasionally I do rap for some scandal sheets and my name is quite well known, but not as Mary Clad. Ah, Marie, Marie, please, please come in. It must be, must be freezing, please. And he um, ushers you in. Uh, can I, can, can I or Barbara get you something? A, a drink, perhaps? Would you like a drink? I'm just fine, thank you. You just show me to your daughter and all the way. Well, well, that's, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Please come into the kitchen. And um, he walks you through the hallway. So on the left-hand side of the hallway, there's the lounge room where he was sitting. Uh, and as you walk through, you can see some portraits on the right-hand side of hanging on the wall. Uh, the first one you come across is, you know, a small uh, blonde girl, toothless grin, um, surrounded by a younger version of... Uh, Barbara and Arthur, and that's you know, young young Marilyn. Uh, and then as you move along, uh, you see uh, the same girl looking much taller, much older. She's got you know a university gown on. She's just graduated. And then along the next one along is her in a white dress, and uh, next to her is this rather distinguished-looking gentleman with a quite an impressive beard, uh, balding. You can see, already see his hair, uh, the hair starting to to come back. You know, early signs of baldness and you know that's that's uh that person that's uh, joseph sutton uh and they got married a few years ago and uh and the next one along is the same the same woman in a white dress with her parents and they're looking a bit more like they look now and they're, they're looking very proud and everyone's smiling and happy and as you walk through uh you end up in the kitchen and barbara's there and she's this stout stout old lady uh of gray fraying hair and she's ah! Good to see you. It's been too long. How was how was your trip up to how was your trip up to Los Angeles? Was it all right? Oh, Barbara, there's so many things I just couldn't tell you, but it's so gorgeous to see you. Oh, tell me what's been happening. And we're well, not doing gifts this year, are we? I certainly hope we're not. Oh no, 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 not no. The the, the Lord is enough of a gift for all of us, and it gives you comes and gives you a kiss in the cheek and another kiss in the cheek. Mwah, mwah. Oh, please, please, sit down. Can I get you something? I get you a warm cup of milk or a cup of t cup of coffee or something? Oh, well, now that you ask, I wouldn't mind a bit of a spiced tea if you got it. Oh, you? Oh, I know you very well. And she goes off and starts making a spiced tea. And um, Arthur sits, he finds oh, please, um, please take a seat, please take a seat. Um, uh, now, um, the reason we asked you to come today is because, um, well, I've been... Uh, I've got some concerns about Marilyn. Um, as you know, she, you know, she moved out to uh, moved out to Maine a few a few years ago with her with Joe, and um, well, she's been writing to us every month. Uh, but um, she recently, her letters have gotten more sparse and and you know a lot less um, detailed. If you, if you know what I mean, uh, you know she. Um, she used to tell us all about, you know, her life in, in, in Maine and how different it was and how cold it was and, and how everyone was, a, you know, everyone was such a big shot from the city and, well, um, now it's just, it's really getting nothing out of her and we're just, we're just worried, you know. Uh, last we heard, she was pregnant, a child, and, and uh, now there's nothing, we, we don't any idea where, what she's doing and all we know is is that she apparently is fine, she's still writing to us, but the letters are, much, are getting much less detailed. And he starts showing you these letters, and like the first few letters of his like novellas, right? Like just her talking about, you know, how 
cool that he's living in Maine and how like, she's enjoying life with her husband. And then, you know, about a few months of letters leading up to today, that they, they've gotten quite short and they're just like, hi, I'm fine. Everything's all good. I've decided um, to retire to Florida. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I won't be home for Christmas. Um, sending my love, right? And and as you read this, you know, Arthur's like, well, look, we just... She hasn't been... She, well, last year, she spent Christmas up in Maine, and we were hoping that she'd be able to come down here to uh, to Missouri to spend Christmas with us. And we'd really appreciate it if next time you're going out to, to Maine that you, you can check in on her and let her know that we love her and that we want her to come home. I mean, she's a young girl. It's natural that with the time of child and an exciting new husband, she's not riding you that much. How, ma- how many months has she been, I guess, starting to deteriorate, as you say, in letters? Oh. Was it a swift change? Or? Oh, it was It was quite sudden, I must say. Like, you know, three months, three or four months ago, the letter we got was pretty pretty detailed. She was excited about the baby, and and now she's um, she's just nothing. We're not getting anything out of her. We don't, maybe she had a miscarriage or something, but we just wanted to make sure that she's okay. And um, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm, and um, and Barbara sort of steps in and says, uh, Marie, um, we got news from the doctor. Um, the cancer's back. And sort of taps Arthur on the back. And Arthur's starting to, like, hold back tears. And we were hoping that, that Marilyn can come back down to Missouri for, you know, one last Christmas. But, you know, she we tried to tell her, but... Uh, I feel like these things over letters, it's it's difficult to say, you know. Um, so, unfortunately, Arthur's too too unwell to travel up himself. So, we were hoping we could get someone to come down, uh, to go up there and, and get her and tell her what's going on so she can come back down and, and spend one last Christmas with, with her dear papa. Of course. Arthur, I mean, you are indestructible. I don't care how bad that cancer is. You are going to be perfectly fine. and You better well mean it because I will bring your daughter home. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe that she doesn't even know. Arthur, stop it. Stop crying. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I shouldn't cry. I'm not going to cry. Oh, but yes, uh, we'd really appreciate it if you could head up there and, and help us out. Um, happy to pay for any incidentals if you, if you need it, but um, I'm sure... Is there anything that we can do to help you? And we'd love to, but I just we just really need your help right now. And I really appreciate you coming over and listening, hearing us out. And please, do you think you could do this for us? Oh, absolutely! But I, I, Arthur, stop crying! Stop crying! Pull yourself together! <laughs> just stop praying, and uh, Mari will take care of it. Okay? Uh, I, I, yeah, I just need to. I need to go outside for a minute, and Arthur sort of like gets up and. Oh. That Arthur, he just can't help himself. You know, he just gets so emotional. These things. Ah, look, between you and me, I, I think he's definitely got at least one more Christmas in him, but he's just, we just want to be sure, you know, we just, yeah. Um, in the meantime, I've got, I've, I'm making this thing called a pasta. Uh, would you like some? Oh, thank you. I, I, I've tried pasta before. Thank you, Barbara, oh. but I, I'm perfectly fine this evening. That, that's nice. If you could just show me to her room, just in case there's anything miss. I, I sincerely doubt that there would be, but, you know, always best to double check. Sure. Uh, yeah, uh, sure. I mean, she hasn't lived here for a few years, so, um, but yeah, sure. And, um, yeah, she opens up, takes you to the old room, which has been converted into a spare bedroom. So there's not really much of Marilyn's stuff still here. It's mostly just like a, a bed, a nightstand, a lamp, a Bible on the desk. Um, there's really not much left. 
as I said, she moved out a few years ago. I take a brief look around and just get mm. a feel for whether or not anybody's come back here in the last couple of years to grab anything, and it doesn't look like that. So no, I walk back down. Yeah. I, I, I sniff Barbara's pasta, and I'm like, mm, great, yeah, that looks. Right. That, yeah, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> as it as in it smells bad or it smells good. It smells questionable. Uh, <laughs> it, I can see that she's tried. I can smell the love in the mm. pasta, but I can't mm. smell. She's um, shit. yeah, she's definitely, she's definitely forgot to take the water out when she put the pasta in with the mints, so it's all very watery. And you're like, ooh, that's, I don't know about that. Um, but yeah, God bless her for trying. So I, I assume you spend the rest of the of the evening chatting, catching up, and eventually you say your goodbyes and you head on out into the cold Missouri frost. Shifting over now to a seedy, uh, a seedy office in downtown Arkham, where a investigator is sitting at his desk. It's past closing time. He's got a pipe in one hand. He's probably writing out some notes, and uh, and he's he's waiting for someone. Uh, if anyone was to walk in right now, what would they see? What would this person look like? Well, you see, they'd see a. Uh somewhat disheveled man probably elderly mid 40s maybe 50s smoking his pipe with a three piece suit that's uh, very much worn tie undone uh, bruised scars on his faces sh shaggy hair uh, just very much just looking out and just sort of pondering the state of being and just with a grimpse just a rest just constant resting bitch face to be honest <laughs> Sitting at my desk, writing down some notes. Yep, resting his bitch face. And then and then there's a, a another knock at the door. Bang, bang, bang. Door's unlocked. Okay, and he comes in. And he's this quite tall-looking man, um, very, like, heavy-set build. He's got a fedora on, he's got a trench coat, and he looks very, very imposing. Uh, he says, ah, Mr. Clifton. What a pleasure to see you here. What a pleasure for you to be here as you well. if I take a seat? By and all he means. Doesn't, he doesn't even wait for you. He just sits down and he like puts his feet on the desk and he starts smoking his pipe. He says, so uh, I hear you've been uh, racking up a debt on the horses, eh? I'm sure it'll, uh, fortune's gonna change. So right, I'll get your money to you soon. Oh, look, it's not the money I'm really interested in right now. It's more so uh, what you can do for me. Perhaps we can square things up. If you can do me a, a favor, what do you say? Let's hear more of this favor first, right? Sure thing. So, uh, a buddy of mine down in New York City, uh, he uh, came to a pretty sticky end about a month ago. Uh, pretty sure it was uh, the hand of a of a young man named Dominic Strollo. He's a uh, kind of a big time gangster down in New York. He uh, you know, came into the nightclub that my, my friend owns and just decided to just whack him right there and then. And uh, since then he's sort of fucked off. And uh, we're trying to just, yeah, we're, and look, my boys, they do their best, but you know, there's a lot of heat on us as well. It's very hard for us to, uh, to get out of town without people noticing, but you, you, Mr. Clifton, 
no one really knows who you are, which suits me just fine. And uh, for a price, I'm willing to uh, I'm willing to uh, to clear the debt if you can do this one thing for me. And look, that is it's pretty simple. Just find out where this Dominic Strollo is, and just let me know where he's gone, so I can have a chat with him about uh, clearing up his own debt. If you get my drift. I get your drift. Now I just need to find the man and let you know where oh, he is. I can tell. I can give you give you a bit of a head start on that if you like. Last we heard, this guy was up in Maine. Uh, he's got a lawyer up there who uh, looks after him. Not sure which one, but there can't be that many lawyers up there. It's a pretty small town. But I suppose you should probably start looking there. And he um, pulls out of his um, of his shred his coat pocket a um, a ticket stub for a, a train ticket from Arkham to Bangor, Maine. And he sort of slides it across your across your desk. What do you do? I'll sort of look at it and be like, I'll give it some thought. When's this train leave? Leaves tomorrow. I suspect you should probably get on it. I don't want you to be late after all. I do hear Maine's quite good this time of year. I'll reach over and grab, reach over and pull it towards me. It's very cold. Suggest you bring a coat. Thanks for the advice. I'll be seeing you soon, Mr. Clifton. He sort of gets up. I'll be seeing you real soon. Takes a puff and just walks on out. I'm already scared of this Irish guy. And he opens up the door and he walks on out into the night. What are, what are your final thoughts? I'll just take a puff of the pipe and put it down. I'll reach over to my bottom drawer and open it, just pull out a bottle. Just sort of fill up myself with glasses. Well, we'll see where this one leads. Clearing that debt's going to be good. Alright, so, uh, let's roll back. It's been, it's a few days later, uh, you've been able to get up to Bangor, Maine. You sort of arrive around the same time, funnily enough. How did that happen? Um, we'll start with, we'll start with Marie Cledden. Where, where are you going? Where's your first stop in Bangor? You've been given the, you've, you've given the address of where, um, Marilyn Sutton lives. Um, would you like to go there or would you like to go somewhere else? have been invited to a party actually that night in Maine so I'm going to oh, okay. hit the party hit her house <laughs> <laughs> sure okay sounds great I'm just gonna pop in and visit a couple of friends before I go and see Marilyn because I'm pretty sure her parents are overreacting absolutely you can okay uh so it's uh it's a party at like a small uh Victorian cottage sort of on the out through the outskirts of of Maine it's quite a, like a large estate and um your friend, uh, let's call her Heather Smith. Uh, that's a name I didn't just make up. Uh, your friend Heather Smith is there. Ah, oh, Marie, how are you? Heather, darling, it's fabulous to see you. Tell oh. me, what's the girl? What's the deal? Oh, it's, oh, you, have you not heard about what's been going on in Maine lately? Oh, the police have been in an absolute spin over the last few days. Marie, like, 
physically grabs her, pulls her aside, sits her down. Oh. Fun day. Tell me everything. All right. Give me a gossip roll. <laughs> yes. Gossip roll. I've been wanting to use this since I saw it on my Let's go. Oh yeah, 37. 37. Is that a success? Yes. Okay. Uh, so you say, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you everything. So, so my friend, uh, my friend Jess, she works over at the uh, at the, the newspapers, and she was telling me all sorts of stuff going on. Did you hear about the poor Diana Morris girl? No. Oh. Who's, who's Diana? What happened? Oh, Di oh, she was this lovely young lady who lived over on the east side of Bangor. She was living with a, her, her boyfriend at the time, uh, uh, some Patrick something, I don't know. Uh, and apparently, oh, poor thing, she wound up in the river. She was dead in the Penda Scobbit River. Poor thing, she'd been absolutely, she'd been killed. She'd been murdered by this guy. It, oh, look, we don't get many murders up here, and it's all awful stuff, awful stuff. Um, if you talk to you talk to Jess, she's got the scoop. She'll tell you all about what's going on. But oh, everyone's been freaking out. They're worried that someone's gonna kill him in the night. Oh, it's awful! You definitely didn't pick a good time to come up here. Let me tell you that for free. <laughs> and they didn't catch him? No, that he's still at large. I don't know where he is. Poor girl's family. And as as you're as you're talking, you can sort of feel like you've got the radio on, and it, like, and is this sort of been happening as you we walk through the town? Um, just every now and again, you're like. Police are still looking for uh, Patrick O'Shea. Uh, anyone seen him? Please don't approach, but contact the police directly. Um, something, something similar to that, as you, as you've sort of been going around town and hearing the radio as it goes off. Um, yeah, so, so he's been. Yeah, apparently they used to fight all the time. He lost a snack one day and just oh, awful, awful thing. Just poor, poor lady. Oh dear. Um, but anyway, look, it's, look, enough about enough about what's going on. What's been going on with you, dear? What's been happening? Oh, darling, my, my life is pretty pretty standard. I, I travel in other people's business rather than my own. You know how it is. But no, oh. I'm just here to see my, you know, beautiful Marilyn. Marilyn. Oh, oh, God, Marilyn. Oh, dear. Oh, Marilyn. Where is she, is she living? She lives in Bangor, yeah? I, I think that's the last time I saw you. She said you had someone up here who was, who was staying up here. Is that right? Yeah, she chose the standard boring life, not like her aunt and married. Um, so she, yeah, she's settled down now with Joseph. He's okay, I guess. He's fine. He's perfectly fine. But I, I wouldn't go much above that. You know how Joseph. I am. Joseph. Joseph. Wait, Joseph Sutton? Yes, Joseph Sutton. Oh. Do you know Joseph Sutton? Oh, yeah, Joseph Sutton. Oh, let me tell you. Oh, Joseph, Joseph Sutton's baby. He's uh, got a bit of a reputation around these parts, you know, I'll tell you that for real. <laughs> he's a lawyer, I heard, yeah. And I heard he's been dealing with some pretty shady lawyery types. That's what I heard. You don't say. Oh, I've been, I've been dealing with some... I heard, I heard, and you didn't hear this from me, you didn't hear this from me, but I heard that he was hanging out with a mobster recently. He had a mobster up here. <laughs> My dear, you do have the juice. I am oh. shocked. I am, well, I'm going to have to ask a question, <laughs> but first, I'm going to go find Jess. Okay, okay. And, um, you know, if you, you, you head over on the party, there's a few people, you know, having a few drinks. Oh, hi. Hey, Marie, how you doing? Um, hanging out. Um, Jess is over by the bar. Um, she's downing a scotch um, and she's writing notes in her little journal. I woke up and I'm like, Jess, 
you look awfully studious at a party. But may I may I say that your dress looks fabulous? Oh, thank you, girl. Oh, what's your name? Well, my name is Mari, and I was just introduced to you by my good friend Heather. Was it Heather? Yeah, it's Heather. Uh, and she looks like, and she looks over, and, and Heather's like giving her like a little wave, like hi, uh, <laughs> like a giggle. And Jess is like, oh, Heather, oh, hey, well, ready friend of Heather's is a friend of mine. Oh, so, uh, yeah, what, you, what brings you to this party? Well, I'm a person that just loves people, and I just have to know certain things, and you know how it is. I, I feel like you could just understand by looking at me, but that's totally fine. I just walked over here because I saw you riding so furiously, and I just wondered if you was okay. Oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just working, you know, uh... I don't know if Heather told you much, but I'm working on this uh, on a story about Diana Morrison. I've got to get it in by tomorrow, so I'm just trying to get as much as I can done, you know. Uh, poor thing! Did you hear what happened? Did you hear what happened to her? I did, and it's just dreadful. The fact that Patrick O'Shea is still at large, disgusting. Oh, isn't it just disgusting? Oh, poor thing. I hope they find him soon. It must be, it must be a slippery devil to get away from the police you know, around these parts. Are you a journalist then? Is that yeah, why you yeah, write the story? Yeah, yeah, I work for the, uh, the, the Bangor Daily News, uh, which is the local paper in town. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we, we picked up the story pretty early on, and um, yeah, I've just been working on a bit of a bit of a background piece around Diana Morris, you know? Poor thing. Journalists in these parts are far better than the police. Surely you must have some more information. Well, you know, um, between you and me, and uh, give, me a, give me a gossip roll. Uh, or give a gossip or a charm or something something social skills. I got two. For oh, well, let me tell you something. I actually have the photos that the police took of the body. Um, well, I I don't have them. They're at the they're at the, the newspaper, um, you know, down down at the, the reporting house. But you know what? I, I like you. You um, you know, I heard I heard you're a writer yourself. Would that be right? Well, you'd have to be very in the know in these parts, because I, I certainly ride under another pen name, but one rider to another, I will keep it strictly confidential. You say, well, I'm a small town rider, I don't get much, I don't, I don't know many other reporters outside of Bangor, but maybe one day, you can take, I'll, I'll give you my, my card, and maybe you can introduce me, we can hang out, we can introduce me to some, some riders from maybe some of the big cities, I would love to, to work at a big firm like the Boston Globe or the New York Times, and, and if you know anyone in those areas, I'm happy to you can maybe do some networking. How's that sound? Oh, darling, I will set you up. New York, Boston, Los Angeles, you just let me know which one you want to go. But I have to say, can I pop around and see those photos tomorrow? I won't bother you tonight. I mean, you're awful busy and you got to get your story in. But uh, I would love to see, again, one rider to another, those photos, if I may. Uh, yeah, we could, of uh, course, we could, we could uh, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow's probably not going to work because I'm going to do this deadline. But if you wanted to come around to this afternoon, um, I'm, I'm just popping in here for a few hours and I'm going to head back. If you want to come around this afternoon and say 4 o'clock? Yeah, that'd be ball. fabulous. I, I should, I better go check out in on my mom. I call her my grandbaby. She's not my grandbaby, but uh, she's she yeah. beautiful nonetheless. Um, I better go check in on her first, but then I'll see you at 4. Yeah, sounds good. I'll see you at 4, girl. I'm so excited. She starts like giggling and like shaking you with excitement. She's like, I'm going to meet so many people. Yeah, you come around, I'll show you. I'll show you all about these. It's going to be, you know, but just be careful, they're quite graphic, I hope you know that, yeah? 
Oh, I have a strong stomach. I, I have lived long enough and I have seen damn things. And she blows she blows air kisses um, at Jess and then she's like, I just can't wait to read your story. I know it's gonna be fabulous. And then she like saunters out of the party. Oh, bye. Oh, she's such a lovely lady. And she goes back to writing as Marie strides off. Meanwhile, Teddy Clifton has arrived in Bangor, um, and I'm assuming you've looked up how many lawyers operate in Bangor, and there's there's one, there's one one office in Bangor. Uh, a single lawyer. A single. Oh uh, well, uh, one office. There's a yeah, group of lawyers office. that work in the office. Yeah. Well, let's uh, head on over to there then. All right. Uh, as you walk in, uh, it's a very, um, very a small, tight, cramped, uh, sort of reception desk, um, and there's like you know two or three chairs sort of sitting in there. Uh, there's a, a receptionist uh, sort of writing stuff down. Um, there's a, sort of a few uh, names on there. So you've got like um, you know, uh, T. Wilson, attorney at law, and then J. Sutton, attorney at law, and then. Uh, B Myers, Tony Law, right? Um, so there's a few few names there. Would you like to? What would you like to? I'll just uh, walk up to the receptionist and uh, be like, "Hello." Uh, oh hey. I'm looking for a lawyer. Just uh, help me with uh, some divorce paperwork things. Oh uh, sure. Yeah, a good friend of mine. Um, Do you have an appointment? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, Dominic sent me in a good friend of mine, uh, Stello. He said just to grab the same lawyer as his, yeah. Dominic. Dominic Stello. Uh, and she looks and goes, I don't know anyone by that name. Oh, really? No, yeah, I don't think we do. Uh, he swore that he had the great lawyer and then sent me to this office. Uh, hmm. Alright. Uh, any lawyer would do, I'm sure. Oh, okay, uh, and, uh, she goes over to the um she goes into the, the office i might like try and like sort of poke my head around the desk if like i can't be seen or just try and have a quick look and like look at look at the same things that she was looking at sure absolutely give me a stealth roll oh that's that's great that's a 71 <laughs> which i'm pretty sure it fails yeah that's a 71 okay um do you want to push it or are you going to accept the fail I'll try and push it. Or do you want to spend your just 25 like, luck already? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the 25 luck won't even bring it down. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll push it. Like, if I guess if I get caught, I'll be like, uh, have you got any matches back here? Just want to light up a cigarette. All right, sure. So... I guess just, just, just if I'm being caught, I'm just like, ah, oh, I'm just looking for some matches. How, how are you going to be even stealthier this time? Uh, Do you want to maybe like hide behind a newspaper or something, or like just sort of cr you can crane your head even further in? Yeah, 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 I'm just gonna just like very much like, like very much get under the desk and start like, or like hiding under the desk and like pull the papers down and start quickly going through them. Yes. <laughs> All right, give me give me a stealth roll. Oh god, I can't. Oh my god, that's eighty-two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, Teddy Clifton, uh, decides that they're gonna try and, and hide under a- they're gonna try and sneak into the office and hide under a table. Um, as they- as he goes in through the door, 
Um, all of a sudden, a huge force pushes the door back in on you, and you sort of hit your head, and you sort of fall back, and you're like sprawled prone on the ground. And standing over you is this is this lawyer. Is uh, like, uh, are you all right, sir? Ah, uh, watch where you're going, you goddamn. What are you uh, What are you doing? Ah, uh, just you know, having a look around. Help me up quickly. So he goes to yeah, he gives you a hand. He goes to help you up. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, hello. Uh, I'm Mr. Myers. Um, I'm... pleasure to meet you, Mr. Myers. Yeah, uh, you said you're looking for a divorce paper or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've uh, brought some of the paperwork right here. <laughs> just hold the papers that I was just rifling is through it, just to like is fold it, them over. Is it actual divorce papers <laughs> or do you not know what you've picked up? No, I've got no, like, these are like trying to find the, like, the client lists okay. or something. That is, of the, okay, of the noise. that is probably going to be a fast talk roll. Oh, God. <laughs> just digging myself a hole. If only there was someone in this game with a sleight of hand roll. Sleight of hand? No, no, fast, uh, fast, 72. fast talk. Oh, okay. oh fast talk. Yeah. 35. 72! Oh, yeah, okay, you failed that. Uh, uh, so, these aren't divorce papers. They're, uh, they're P12s. That's for, um, for buying a house. Uh, are you, are you sure you've got the right office? What's your, what's your name? My name? Joseph. Joseph. Yeah. That's like. another slide of Oh, that's another faster roll, please. 69. Sir, I think you should leave. And he sort of starts to like ushers you at the yep. door, and, and the receptionist is like, okay, yep. do you want me to call security? He's like, no, it's okay. We'll just... Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll willingly leave. As you, as you walk out, I'll give you this. As you walk out, you see a, um, on the, on the wall, is a whole bunch of flowers that have been pinned there and they're pretty fresh um and um there's a lot of photos of um a, a man uh say the same person and he's sort of smiling and looking really happy and it's him smiling with his wife and having a good time and then down the bottom you can see the words uh we'll miss you we'll miss you joe um and it and like a like a, a few crosses and a few like um you know messages of like you know we love you um i'm so sorry this has happened blah blah, blah. um is, yeah so i you can probably imply from that that someone has died um it looks like it looks like you're like a, a rem like some sort of shrine of remembrance someone makes yep. a shrine yeah it's obviously like relevant to mr myers or someone like yeah nearby yep. Yeah. Yeah. And as he as he kicks you out, this is something you see. He's like, okay, uh, uh, sorry, uh, you know, please don't come back. And he sort of shuts the door on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just quickly, briskly walk off. Shift again, over to not not as far this time. We're going to the Miskatonic University, um, and a. Uh, a man uh, in a, a white overall coat, white, a white lab coat, and, and round glasses is feverishly writing notes and looking into a microscope and going, oh my god, this isn't good, this isn't good, this isn't good. And, um, and he's looking at his watch going, I should be here right now, come on, 
who needs to see this? We don't have much time. And um, and then uh, in comes uh, Professor Percy Weaver. Uh, Professor Weaver, tell us what people see when you walk in. Uh, they, they they see a very uh, nervous man in his 30s, uh, very skinny, wearing a, a suit that is far too big for him. Uh, he's got glasses and short hair, combed over, uh, and he, he, he's he got a clean-shaven face, and uh, he's looking a bit skittish, to be honest. But uh, he, he, he enters... Uh, I don't know where we're going from here, but I'm sure you'll tell me. <laughs> so you walk in and he's, oh, Professor Weaver, thank you, thank you so much for coming. Um, uh, I'm Professor Stinson, please. Uh, I work for the university. He goes to shake your hand. Are you going to shake his hand? I, I make a point not to shake his hand. <laughs> yeah, I thought not. <laughs> he's, oh, oh, sorry, that's right, I, I forgot. And he sort of gets the, gets the, the soap and he sort of wipes it. So um, uh, please, thank you so much so much for coming. Um, we, I'm just... I'm just really concerned right now. Um, please, uh, do you please come over here. Um, I have this sample. Um, can you, do you mind? And he sort of gestures to, I guess, implying that you should look in through the microscope to have a look and see what's in the sample. Do you want to do that? I take out a little, a like a wet wipe of my own yeah. design. Out, out of my bag, a little my own wet wipe, and I wipe the eyepiece of the... Of the microscope, and I, I take a look. What do I see? What um, I give me a epidemiology role. Yeah. <laughs> or is this more biology? Because I don't have much. Whatever, time. whatever you have. Yeah, epidemiology, biology. Which one? Either one is fine. Well, my epidemiology right, is strong. So I'll do that. Uh, normal success. Fantastic. Good start. Good start. You immediately recognize uh we don't really recognize it but you really like recognize that this is a sample of human bodily fluid it appears to be some sort of bile like it came from either the stomach or the throat so sort of the Mm. digestive tract you Mm. also notice uh and this is this is definitely something that you haven't seen before it's quite blue it's it's really blue and you sort of you've heard of um uh, cyanokytosis, which is, you know, it's a disease that sort of turns your, it's a, an infection, I should say, that turns your mucus sort of pale blue, but this is a really sharp blue. Um, and you notice there's you know, cells swimming around in there, um, you know, organisms, microorganisms doing their thing. Um, but you also notice, uh, due to your success, that there's the glass that the sample on is, is frosted. It's quite as if there's like a lot of condensation, like it's just come out of the fridge. What's the lab guy's uh, name? Professor Stinson. Uh, uh, Professor Stinson, uh, where did you get this sample? Uh, it came from a, um, and he checks his notes, it came from a hospital out in um, uh, Bangor, Maine. Did you just get it out of the freezer? No, that's what I was going to say. Uh, this has been sitting out here for the last six hours. Who else knows about this? Uh, at the moment, just me, and I guess whoever was at the hospital. Who, who, and where did you get it from? The hospital. The, yeah, it came. It came direct. Uh, it came direct last night. Uh, I only got a chance to look at it this morning. Well, as you know, I'm not so much a biologist, but this looks very bizarre to me. Have you ever seen anything like this? 
no, no, sir, I haven't. Um, hence why I called you. Uh, you know, you did so much work at the, dealing with the, the Spanish flu. Um, I thought, you know, you'd be the best person to look at this. Get me a list of every single person that has come into contact with this sample. Uh, at the moment, it's just me, but... Uh, well, who did you get? How did it get here? Well, from the hospital. Uh, the hospital in Bangor. Well, get me a list of the delivery driver and everyone that's come in contact with Yes, yes. And he starts writing down, uh, delivery driver, yes. Uh, and, and, uh, hospital, yes. Okay, um. And have you worked out the nature, uh, is it a disease, or like, is it, I don't know how to say this. Is it like a, a disease? Is it contagious? Is it, does, has he worked out if it is uh, something that could cause a disease? Uh, we have no idea. Um, the hospital, they didn't really give many, many details. They didn't say who it was from or where it was from, but I'm sure if you go up there, you could probably ask them. Uh, I guess, I don't know. I don't even know the patient's name. It's, they, you know, obviously privacy reasons. We just get the sample, we report on it, and we, we send the details back. And that's always how it goes. Right. But right. for some reason... Um, All right, Professor, Professor, we do not know what this is, so keep it contained, yes, yes. keep it yes. quiet. Uh, make sure you log everyone and anyone that ever f comes in contact with uh, this. Yes. Uh, should I, uh, should I keep it in a in a glass jar or something? Yeah. Should I? Okay. Okay. <laughs> and he gets a glass jar and he sort of like sort of handles it. Um, Actually, let me do an epidemiology roll. Is that a good yeah, idea? Yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah, normal success. Is that yeah, a good you idea? Yeah, probably do it. Yeah. Probably... Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, put it. Put put it and maybe in a colder freezer than the one that you put it in last time if you've got. Oh, one. okay, okay. Uh, colder freezer. Um, sure. Uh, and and he puts it in the freezer. Um, while doing that, give me an intelligence roll. Eighty. So ah, failed. Eighty-eight. 88. That's fine. Uh, so I'll I'll tell you. Should you... I push it? How do I push it? <laughs> oh, you don't need to push it. I'll I'll tell you anyway. But it probably yeah, it might be bad. Um, so. You know for a fact that most like germs and and cells don't survive in conditions under four degrees or above sixty, right? Mm. This mm. has still like it still is cold. It's below four degrees, but these cells are acting like it's normal. Like it's just normal because this is this is potentially a superbug and the fact that this thing is not affected by the weather means that this could be 10 to 20 times worse than the Spanish flu was because a lot of things that are affecting the spread of the flu, like um, cold and heat, um, doesn't seem to apply here, uh, which is concerning. The other thing that's concerning to you is it's near Christmas time, which means it's going to be a lot of people gathering, a lot of people getting together, um, and a lot, of, a lot of chances for... Um, I guess, uh, spreading events to occur. Uh, and that terrifies you to the point where I'm going to have to ask you to do a sanity roll. No, 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 not again, not already. A four. Four? Okay, so you hold together, but this is definitely concerning you. It's alarming you. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, we've, we've caught it early, hopefully. Um... Uh, pr Professor Stint. Yes, yes. Um, learn as much as you can. Get a report together, um, and if you can, by tomorrow, send it off to the. I don't, does the CDC exist yet? Um, I don't think. It, uh, does it exist? Nah, 
1946. Oh, okay. Well, no, CC doesn't exist yet. All right. Uh. Get a report yes. together and uh, send it send it to the head of the I don't know what department I'm looking for. <laughs> head of the department. Oh, head of the department. Okay, okay. Um, All right. Uh, get get a report together and and uh, send it to my superior. Yes, yes. Um, we we need to get on top okay, of this. Yes, yes, of course, professor. Um, I'm gonna head up to I'm gonna head up to where is it? Bangor, Maine. Bangor, Bangor, Maine. Yes. Uh, Bangor Hospital is where this came from. Remember, Lark, everyone that has touched this thing or come into contact with it, uh, I wouldn't go socializing yourself, good yes. sir. Okay. Uh, and uh, good Thank luck. You. Thank you, sir. Good luck to you, too, sir. And I feverishly write down everything that I've learned in my notebook, and then I wash, uh, I open the door with my gloved hand, and then as soon as I get outside, I wash it in the sink nearby. And Professor Weaver races through the Arkham Mist as fast as he possibly can as he heads towards Bangor, Maine. This was the Fumbled Anthology. New episodes are released every Sunday. And for more information about the podcast, check out our website fumbledanthology.com or you can find us on the social media of your choice until next time Bangor, Maine, which is where we all seem to be going. Oh my god! Oh my god! What a coincidence! What a coincidence! What a coinky dink!